A hundred years ago, the dark wizard Hollowell raised an army and tried to conquer the world. He was stopped by an unlikely hero, Sheriff Asip Stormwood. As Hollowell died, he prophesied that he would be reborn twice more and rise again. Stormwood looked him in the eye and said if Hollowell did, his descendants would strike him down. Sheriff Asip Stormwood went on to form Stormwood and Associates to make sure they'd be ready for Hollowell's returns. A private detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. 25 years ago, Hollowell returned for the first time, and a Stormwood made good on Asip's promise. But the third coming of Hollowell may not be so far in the future. But the young Raz Stormwood just might know it's coming, and she plans to be ready. Previously on Stormwood and Associates, with the help of the ARC team, Barrow Mackay and NK, the team broke into the Order of Greyhaven and stole their membership roles, the Order of Greyhaven being an evil secret society that uh, the Dark Wizard Hollowell was a prominent member of, and may still be. Anyways, they got in, they got the stuff, but only half the team made it home. Barrow, NK, and Kel were nowhere to be seen back at the office afterwards. A few moments later, everybody got a message on their phone saying, Save NK. And so the team got back in their SUV and drove out to the Greyhaven Manor, where, sneaking around the now darkened mansion, I guess, the team encountered a powerful ward in the garden trying to keep them out, and they've they've just managed to break through that. So now they're going to go in and, you know, try to save the day and do all that heroic stuff. You know, the usual. Alright, so now you guys are... Um, you guys are just standing... So right now, where you are is you are on the west side of the garden... Um, there's this one-story part of the house that is right in front of you. Um, if, if you're facing that one-story part of the house, to the left is, like, the, the main house where you can see, like, the, the big grand terrace and all of that to your left. And then, but in front of you is kind of this, uh, like, it's a patio, it's like, so... What's in front of you is like a patio that runs along the house with these pillars. And then, um, yeah, on the first, yeah, it's just a the row of pillars and kind of this like outside covered porch with the house beyond it. If I'm correct, um, the Grand Terrace is raised up from the Court Garden? Yes. So, like, there's a wall that I could theoretically hide against. Yes, but, I mean, you're not really at that spot right now because you guys went off to the side. Oh, okay. We're way over by the promenade. Yeah, you're by right. the, yeah, the, the, the arcade loggia. Oh, that side. Okay. Yeah, you're you're on the east side. The promenade patio is on. I'm sorry. The the promenade patio is where you came from. That's on the east side. You're on the west side of the garden right now. Right. We went all the way over. I thought we went back 
No, kids, remember you were at the center of the garden at the fountain and you decided to go the most, like, a different direct route? Yeah. Well, okay, uh, okay. Either that or you... I, wait, I take it back. Can you take the, the perimeter? The perimeter would have led you back also to the the arc, to the west side. That was where that path went, so... Okay. Oh, cool, cool. Um... Now, could I put together what I know from inside um, the house all right, so, that it connects to this? All right, so, uh, yeah, um, you would, you've got some rough ideas. So you know that this, this part of the house you're by doesn't have a second floor. Yeah. But you're on the side of the house where the, um, like, the, the two-story part of the house which, if you're facing yeah, the two-story part of the house, um, connects to this part, and that's the the two-story part of the house closest to where you are is where you know the um, the vault was. There you're in because you explored the west side of the house. the The area where the vault is, you can tell actually see has some false windows to make it look like it's not a vault. But yeah, it's so you're you're on that part portion, like. But again, you're on the the garden. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to go to the Grand Terrace, you'd have to go around um, an external part of the house, and there would be a wall there. But this um, this kind of covered walkway, you also know leads to a door that is um, inside the house, like that leads closer to like the dining room where you were before. Like when you originally broke in and were wandering around. Yeah. Well. Straight in through those patio guys or around the corner to the terrace? Let's go through the patio. the patio, I guess. Might as well try. If there's a problem, they can solve it. If you need to find someone, they can do it. Stormwood and Associates is a detective, security, and federally licensed magic users agency. If you need help, they'll be there. But don't get in their way. Or else, you'll get caught in the eye of the storm.
so the first floor patio, um, there is a door at the end of it that leads back inside. Uh, someone roll me a d10. Eight. Okay. As you guys are walking down the patio towards the door, it opens. Oh, no. And uh, two men carrying guns, wearing suits and sunglasses at night for some reason, walk out onto the patio and hit a button, and all the lights along the, the roof of the patio light up, brightly illuminating the path. Mara, because she's got a good hide roll, kind of ducks behind their series of pillars along the garden side, ducks behind one of the pillars. But the three of you are, I'm assuming Babbitt tries to, but they rolled higher than your hide roll. Um, And they're just sort of like, the three of you are just kind of standing in the open. Mm -hmm. And these two guys pull out their guns. So everybody roll initiative. (laughs) Thirteen. Fourteen. That's right. I'm gonna add stuff to my initiative roll. Yeah, it's one d10 plus your sweetness. Six. <laughs> Did you say six? Yup. And I rolled a one. Oh dear. And then let me roll for Mara. Shouldn't keep all my character sheets on the same document. Character. There we go, Mara. She's a ten. All right. Bill, you're up. All right. Uh, I'm going to try immo- uh, actually. No, I'm going to try immobilizing them. Okay. At least one of them. Alrighty. And let's, uh, immobilize. They've got to beat a 1d10 plus your level. So roll me a 1d10 and add your level to it. Alrighty. Bam. Oh. That's not great. Four. <laughs> so, they both beat that roll. Normally that is much more imposing. Babbitt, you're up. Um... Okay, Babbitt will just uh, run at one of them and uh, cannonball him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so roll your attack. That's uh, 1d10 plus your bare hands plus your level. 
18. <laughs> yeah, that hits. All right, so roll your damage. That is uh, 1d10 plus your bare hands. Seven. All right, so... So he's dead. <laughs> These are fodder. All right, that's going to go to Mara. And she's going to sweep out from behind one of the other ones and hit the guy in the head with a bat with a nail in it. And she's completely going to hit because she rolled a 10 on her attack roll. There's no way that that misses. Uh, her damage is going to be... for her because that's uh that's 11 <laughs> so he's just so uh mara swings the bat and just this is inappropriate for broadcast television <laughs> and he falls dead to the ground too they just showed our faces reacting as as she hit yeah. him. A <laughs> little bit of blood splattered yeah. across Babbitt's because he was yep. right there. <laughs> She's got to pry the guy's head off her bat with her foot. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, that is so gross. She, uh, you see her pull a thermos off her belt. She starts pouring, like, the because the guy's gaping, bleeding wound, he just starts pouring the blood into the thermos. Uh, uh, that's pragmatic, I guess. Yeah. I have simple goals. Yes, yes you do. Wasted so much time being all nice and polite earlier tonight. Just knocking people out. I'm going to bring my mom back. I need a lot of blood. And this is why we're not pissing her off, right? Right. All right. Let's, Let's go. Screws this off on the thermos and just sort of clips it to her belt. You can see, you might notice that there are like three or four other empty thermoses clipped to her belt. Oh boy. I'm just imagining like the retro little kid ones. <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right, so you guys gotta approach the door. Yeah. All right. So you open the door. Are you guys going to turn the light off? Yep. All right. Click. You turn the light switch and the lights go out. Now there's just a couple of corpses in the dark. All right. It's my new metal band. <laughs> corpses in the dark. Actually. Yeah, let's stop this whole podcasting thing and start a metal band. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kyle, you're going to have to learn how to play the drums. Okay, I can do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys enter the, 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 the door. You guys are in kind of like a, a preparation area. Like for where food is like put on trays before it's taken into the uh, the dining room. Okay. Hmm. Sounds good. Where you guys? Okay, so in this room, ah, sorry, there are two doors. <laughs> There's, there are two doors. You enter from the, the arcade. There's a door to your left, um, and there that's kind of like a double doors that open wide, and they look very similar to doors that you saw when you were in the dining room earlier tonight, and so you can probably guess that those lead to the dining room, and there's a door to your right, which is just sort of blank and unmarked and unremarkable. Hmm. Well, if I remember correctly, we gotta go. The dining room is like next to, or a room away, or like a couple rooms away from the grand hall. Yeah, you know the dining room also connects to the big terrace that the grand hall ballroom also connects to, and that you didn't, you never, um, you didn't go straight from the dining. Like you went a couple of rooms over to go to the the grand ballroom earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, into the dining room we go. Alright. You enter the dining room. Um Alright. Alright. Um someone roll me a D ten. Doot doot. Five. Eight. Go with her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna decide which one I went with. Um, next time I'm gonna name someone to roll that die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are in the dining room. The there are French doors to the terrace in here that you originally entered the first time you were in the dining room. Out on the grand terrace, you can see the lights come on as you see. A uh, guy dressed similarly to the guys you just killed graphically a minute ago. A guy doing that steps out and starts smoking a cigarette. You can see um, behind him, another two guys walk out, also dressed like that, and they're talking to Royce. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Raz, roll me a d10. Three. The guy smoking turns to his left, makes eye contact with you, and drops his cigarette. Ah. Um, drop to the floor. 
think would be my first instinct. <laughs> if I can hide myself at all. All right, so you're going to drop to the floor. Yep. All right, well, so you drop down. No You hear muffled talking through the door. And you hear... Uh, so, um, Phil, roll me a d10. Uh, one. So he's like, Phil, you I'm see... I'm having such bad rolls this tonight. This guy runs up to the door, and with the other two, like, so so you've got three of these guys in black suits. Royce did not come over um, at the French doors, and one of them is struggling to get the keys out to get in, and they are just looking at you, and they have their guns out. Um, they don't see Mara. What was your hide roll again, Babbitt? Three. <laughs> they somehow... Mara and Babbitt managed to hide. So the way this is working is I'm doing layered rolls is that if they, if these guys, um, I'm, la I'm effectively giving everyone kind of a hide, but I'm effectively giving a re-roll for Mara and Babbitt against their hide score. So like, so the roll is to see if they glance over to, if they glance to your direction and then the hide will then steal, if, if the two characters who can hide then get to still use their hide bonus to hide from it. That's how I'm rolling this. And these guys rolled bad. So, for for Babbitt. So, Babbitt, you are still hidden. But okay. so, so, Mara and Babbitt have managed to duck behind things. And you're just standing there in the middle of the dining room with these three guys. And one of them is trying to get the keys out to open up the French door. And he's trying to open the door right now. Phil, what are you doing? Uh, oh boy. Um, okay, so he spotted me, right? I'm sorry, I'm a he's, little... He's making direct eye contact with you. So these are French doors, they're back, these, you're in a room with the lights out, but there's enough light coming in from the terrace where, so you are a man standing on the far side of a table. Staring uh -huh. across this di dining room the short way to against three guys who are right now trying to open the French door, and they are looking at you. And you know the only reason why they probably haven't started shooting is because they don't want to damage the house. All right, so I'm going to run? <laughs> All right. So you're going to run. All right, so there are... So you are on the, the west side of this room. The dining room table is on the middle. There, there are two sets of French doors. They are at the, the north set of French doors trying to get in. And they'll get, they're going to get in in a moment. You, have, you can either go back out the way you came. You can run. Um, and then there are, so there, there are four interior doors in this room. There's the way you came. Uh-huh. Then... On the opposite side, of the, on the long side of the room, there is a door that you know goes into the East Rotunda. There, and then there are two other doors that you don't know where they go. Gonna, yeah, uh, go with what I know into the Rotunda. You're gonna go into the West Rotunda. All right. Yes. All right. Roll me a d10. All right. Eight. All right. 
And what's your swiftness, sweetness? Sweetness is five. All right, I'm going to start using the term swiftness more often as we transition to second edition. Okay. Yeah, it's the same stat. For listeners at home, the stat in second edition that um, is right now in beta uh, is just we're renaming that to swiftness to, so it's not confused with sweet move points. That's all uh, for the listeners. All right. So you make it into the East Rotunda. And luckily no one's in the East Rotunda. So in the East Rotunda, as you, everyone else is just sort of hiding. These three guys burst through and they are headed towards where Bill ran. Um, you've got there's the door behind you, there's a door in front of you, and there's a door to your left. You know, the door to your left goes to the gallery hallway, the gallery hall, and that's where you know there's a flight of stairs to the second flight. That 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 place you've been before. To your right, you know that's the room that was being guarded before when they were doing the auction. Alright? Yee. So, I mean, I'm not in there, but yeah. Right. No, but you've so you've got three doors. You can go to the the hallway that you know um, both leads to the grand ballroom and also has a staircase off of it. But you've been both of those places. You can go to the room in front of you, where you don't know where it goes, and there's a door to the right, which was being guarded earlier the last time you were in this room. Where do you want to go? And we are back in initiative order, by the way, so we're, we're keeping your old initiative from the last time. Oh, okay. Because, Bill, you were at the top of that anyway. Oh, okay, so this is me, this you were asking. You. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm really out of it tonight. You're I apologize. the one running. I know, I know. I'm going to go into the room they were trying to guard. All right, that door is locked. All right, so now we are at Babbitt. You guys can see these three guards are running. They are past you in the room, but they're still in the dining room. Okay. So I'm behind uh, the the table, presumably. Yeah, Yeah, you're just behind the table. Okay. I would like to um, grab onto the top of a chair, uh, the top of the, uh, the, the back of a chair and use it use it to flip myself over onto the on, onto the top of the table and keep holding on to that chair because I am flinging it over the top of my head at these people. <laughs> all right, so sweet move. Sweet move. Do we all vote that this works? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so do I. Um, so are you you're, are you swinging it at them or throwing it at them? Throwing it. Okay, so I need to know that it's your range stat. Um, yep. All right, so sweet move. That works. That's your range plus level plus 1d10. All right. Uh... So everyone should be level 2. Yep. So that plus your range. Yep. 1d10. Five. Five? Yeah. All right, so the first guy you hit, he just sort of, like, goes down, and then the shards hit a second one, 
um, who he's, he's still up though. Yep. All right. So the guy you hit is going to turn around and he's going to take a shot at you with his gun that he had. Makes sense. Yes. All right. So his attack. Does a seven beat your sweetness plus level? Uh, that would be a, a seven. So it does not beat your sweetness plus level. So, okay. So he takes a shot at you and he misses. The other guy is going to run after Bill still. And so he's now entered the East Rotunda. Oh, boy. Mara is going to take a swing at the injured guy who's in the room with her still. And so that is... She's going to swing at him with her nail bat. So that's a... Ha ha ha, I need to have the staff up in front of me. No, she's flipping between the map and her character sheet. So that's a... But, yeah, that hits. All right. And then, oh, come on. Uh, four, nine, five, five, six, four. So she hits, like, she does not, she must hit him. She hits him with, like, the side of the bat, and he just kind of stumbles, but he doesn't get hurt. Like, she doesn't hit him with the nail. All right. And that brings us to Raz. Raz, so you're still in the dining room. You ducked behind yep. the table. There are there's one injured guy in the room with you, and the other guy's gone through to the room that Bill ran through. Yeah, um, I dropped to the floor. Um, so do I? I have I have a good line of sight to the guy in the rotunda. No, you don't have a sign. You do. You can get a shot off at the without moving. You can get a shot yeah. off at the guy within the room who's with you. Who's okay. Injured. But you would have to run to the next room to see the, the guy who's in the rotunda. I can't just like lay on the floor and look through the open door under. No, he moved, he moved out of sight. He moved out of sight. Dang it. You would have to follow him to get a shot off. And there's a, the, the injured guy between you and the door. Okay. Hmm. I'll shoot Mr. Injured. Alright, so roll me your attack. That's 1d10 plus your um, guns plus your level plus 1. 7. That hits. You must not have rolled well. Huh? No, I didn't. <laughs> Alright, so I your didn't damage, is, damage. damage is 1d10 plus guns plus 1. 10. And Eleven. He, you know, he is down. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he's down. You shoot him, he is dead. All right, and we are back to Bill. Bill, you are in the rotunda. The door you tried is locked, and now you've got one of the guards in here with you. All right. Time for a psychic flamethrower. All right, so <laughs> what's your... Uh, 
What's your uh, guns plus level? Um, my guns are two. Your level's two. And so four. So technically, I'm, you're supposed to add one d10, but there's no one to spill over on because of spotter, and your base stat just evaporates this guy. So he's just—he just—you—you you psychic flamethrower and him, he just poops. <sighs> this day. Alright, so, but as you poof him, which is, I believe, your first full magic spell. Oh, no, you did the immobilizer. That just didn't work out well for you. That didn't work out, yeah. Okay. But as you, um, as you poof him out of existence, um, you hear kind of uh, an alarm go off, an alarm bell, and suddenly, like, kind of almost like the, the, the whole place just kind of turns red. Like, the house starts glowing red. Like... Oh, jeez. It's not like, uh... It's not like the lights turned red. It's like the house itself started glowing red. Okay... If you'd dispelled the ward earlier, this would have happened earlier. <laughs> That's a little comfort voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Mara enters the East Rotunda. Kind of shaking another thermos. If you put them, make them dust. I can't do it. I can't do anything with that. Kicks the pile of dust on the ground. Sorry that my life was in danger. Like, can you like cast a spell that's like a spike through their head or something? Like, I haven't worked on anything like that. Also, that would be super gross. Kicks the pile of dust. What happened? I, 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 uh, you know, I, uh, I, I killed a guy and didn't leave anything for her to collect blood from. Yeah, I know. What, what, what happened in the greater scheme? Why is everything? Oh, weird? uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, basically the, uh, warding spell is, uh, gone, or at least it's down. They know we're in here now. What, how did that happen? Uh, probably when I killed the guy. In retrospect, a bad decision. Actually, roll, roll me a d10. Bill? Yes. Six. Bill, you know that someone could have manually triggered this. You got spotted by a lot of people. I mean, on the other hand, we a lot of people did come in here, and so they might have just triggered this on their own. Also, freaking... The guy who set, who probably set up the ward, like, was out on the terrace <laughs> with the bodyguards that saw us. So he probably saw us and knows that we're here. Great. 
guys are in the East Rotunda. Or the West Rotunda. I, you know, my map has the directions <laughs> wrong. And so sometimes I'm saying the wrong cardinal direction. We are. I know. We are on the west side of the house, which is west in the layout of this house, because this house is oriented northward for reasons in the world this is set. The real house whose map I stole is oriented the opposite way. And so I have complex magical systems in my head. It makes sense. All right, so you guys are in the, the western rotunda. The west, the, it's a rotunda. Call it the rotunda. Yep. 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 And we're standing by a locked door. Well, there's, so there's a locked door, but there's also so there 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 are four doors in this room. One you just came from from the dining room. There's a locked door that you know was being guarded earlier that Phil discovered is locked. There are two other doors off of this room. One you know goes to the, the gallery hall, which leads both back to the grand ballroom, and the but also the stairs you took upstairs last time are there. Um, and then there's another door that you've never entered. I'm curious about this locked door because it was also locked during the the gala. I'll try to unlock the door. So you can open. Babbitt's gonna try to pick the lock. <laughs> sure. All right. So that's uh, the disarm trap device. So let's roll a d10 against the difficulty of the device. Roll me a d10. Eight. You pick it open immediately, like this was child's play. What's in there? It's a room. Just a room. Okay. It's, it's, there's nothing in there right now, um, really. Like, there's uh, some benches and a table. Um, and then, uh, it looks like this is... So this is normally an entrance room, so this is kind of like there's like cloak, like cloak hooks for like coats and things like that. Um, and there's there's a door that, just based on relative space of the house, you, you're pretty sure leads outside. Right. Okay. Okay, what else we got? Okay, there are two. So, off of the rotunda, there are two other doors. One, you know where it goes. And the other one, you've, you've never been to. Do we check the one we haven't gone through yet? Might as well, I suppose. We need to know where things are. open the door and it is a it's a billiard room there's just a couple of billiard tables here um, cues against the wall um, there is another door in this room uh, but it's a you know just a couple of billiard tables and like uh, some windows out to the front of the house and, uh, yeah and there's there's another door in here I grab two billiard balls okay and put stuff stuff in, in my a sweatshirt pocket. Okay. 
just can assume more people are coming. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. we want to get out of here. Go back to well, we wanted to get to the grand hall. Hall room. So we should probably head over there. Back Seems like our best option. There. All right, so you know that there's a direct path from the rotunda to the grand ballroom through the gallery hall. Yep. All right. So you guys run. Are you guys going to run? Are you going to walk? Are you going to... I'm running. Run. There's no sense in being sneaky now. Right, but, you know. So, Babbitt, um, you're in front. Mm Mm-hmm. Mara's also right behind you. And then, uh, so, as you enter, so you run through the the gallery hall. There's nothing in the gallery hall. I mean, the hallway. Um, You reach the grand ballroom, and it is, the lights are on, and it is empty. Ha! in an empty ballroom. Is everyone now in the ballroom? Everyone following? Yes. Alright. Still roll me a d10. Great. Ten! There's a large section of the middle of the room that you don't think anyone could go in. Alright, everybody. I know this hasn't exactly been my best day, but I'm going to need you to trust me when I say don't even go near the middle of the room. What do you think is there? Nothing good. My name is Trey Dorn, and I was your Game Master for this session. Joining me, as always, was Kyle Johnson as Babbitt, Nick Izumi as Bill, and Gen Proc as Raz Stormwood. Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well to be continued. Hey, while you're still here, let me tell you about another podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network, and that's Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary, the Fey Wild West, is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play game. So, an actual play game like this one, but like, you know, in a system people actually use in the real world. Set in a homebrew Wild West steampunk world, uh, the Fey Wild West follows two people discovering what it means to be in a relationship, all the while seeking revenge and learning the truth of their pasts. Let's Be Legendary podcast is an LGBTQ plus podcast with both main and minor characters, as well as players falling under the queer blanket. 
a heavy RP game with a focus on story and characters. And you can hear it every week here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find all their subscription information and links at nerdandtie.com slash legendary.